All right, we got a lot to get to, including everything that's happening with you this week. Tired, wipers flying off the car, <laughs> putting up with me. That's been the most difficult. Finding a place where they had a tuna melt in town and then I didn't go there. Yeah, how about that respect? Yeah. All that work I put in for your tuna melt yeah. comes back with a, what, a club? BLT? No, 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 no. A Southwest BLT featuring mayonnaise, which you hate. It was a. It really wasn't mayonnaise. It was a. It was different type of sauce. That's a. That's it. It's a little too familiar with mayonnaise. But you're the one who recommended it, so I, I was like following I your lead. Recommended? I said it was available. I've never had it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You, so uh, you're recommending it. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like a little more mustardy of the Southwest-ish, but I think the BLT is a tremendous sandwich. I think it's a club light. It's a diet club. No, because the club has that just dime a dozen turkey in it. Well, if you, you got to get the good turkey. If, oh, you can have a bad turkey club, and you can have the real turkey quality club. First of all, there's really nothing such as good turkey. It's such a bland, boring, tasteless meat. But what you get is that thin imitation turkey. It's very rare when you get real turkey meat in your club, unless, you know, at your house, like where you've got turkeys out in the backyard and you you kill them and then you cook them and then you cut them up right. for your club. Yeah, I have the daughters do the feathers. They love that. I think, oh. the, in fact, I'm going to tell you this. The club's overrated. There's too much bread. There's that other layer of bread that is unnecessary. Oh, so you feel that way about the Big Mac mm. then? The center uh, center bun? You're not a big fan? Big Mac's very good. Oh, okay. Big Mac oh, is okay. very good. So, but, so where are you going to draw that's lines a, That's now. a bun. That's this still is, bread. This it's is a bread just, product. No, oh, oh, like all bread is the same? No, I'm saying it's oh, a contraire. bread product. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. I think... Uh, text me right away here. I'm going to say this. Club overrated. No, oh, It is an okay. overrated sandwich because too much bread, fake turkey, and it almost always has blah, plain, insipid mayonnaise. The BLT is properly rated, but I like it better if you throw a little avocado uh, maybe oh, so you don't like sauce. a BLT is what you're saying. I want a more. I, I, I'm saying the BLT normally, but if you <laughs> zest it up a little bit, yeah, like you turn it into a club. Not at all. Not at all. And the tuna melt is massively, massively underrated. But again, with your tuna, mustard, mustard, no Not, mayo at all. No mayo at all. Ideally, at 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 our uh, ranch. Like, like I'm at a ranch, you know. I didn't think I'd hold at a ranch. <laughs> I think you'd have to have help. Uh, you think? Yes, I do. You think, how long could, could I manage a ranch? <laughs> if there were no animals. an afternoon. <laughs> Zero chance. No chance. Yeah. No chance. I <laughs> see you as a cowpoke on the ranch. I've, I, I've, I've ridden a horse. Um. Four or five times. It's been a while. I didn't. 
I ended up getting a side ache. You know, you got to get the rhythm down. I didn't really get the rhythm down. I, I don't think I was confident enough with the horses. Most think, people get a side ache from running. I, you get one from riding. I think they, they didn't trust me, you know. I, I don't know. Um, no, I don't think I'd hold a ball. Hey, I can throw some hay in there. Sure. I've cleaned up a lot of poop the last, <laughs> you know, 20-some years with kids. I don't think it'd be very good for me, though. So, <clears throat> Text in, Cities One, talk and text line. Thank you to Cities One. I uh, love to have him on board, just like we love having our guy John Schuster when we go to guests, including our guy Major Garrett. I don't even know. We don't call him Ma- Major's just, he's a part of the show. Is he a contributor? <clears throat> Cont- or is that even not enough respect? He's a friend of the show. That's good. I like that. He's a friend of the show. With with Major later this, uh, starting about 1235. D.C., we'll get to maybe some of the balloon conversation. Major, who went to this just Mickey Mouse journalism school in Missouri, just appeared at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Wow. Okay. I mean, if you work at CBS, it should be a requirement that you attended the finest journalism school on planet Earth. That would be the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, which happens to be located in Tempe, Arizona. I mean, Walter didn't give his name to just any journalism no. school. He just Walt, just Walt, it out there all willy-nilly. Walt was there. Walt appeared in my class three, four times. Same, like you were in the same class as him? <laughs> no. <he didn't. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were skateboarding over <laughs> the gamage. You know, that's, the, that's what took him. And then a cowboy hat. That'll be a part of the conversation. With Major Garrett. Inflation, pets, and your credit card. Let's get to that. We'll come back. But again, your thoughts on the food topic, which we're gonna we're gonna move on from quickly after your text. The club is overrated. I know you agree with me. The BLT is properly rated, but it needs maybe a little panache, a little something something to help it. <laughs> Can it be properly rated if you need to doll it up? I think most of us now are uh, dolling it up, so to speak. And then the tuna melt, I think even on an English muffin is even better. Oh, okay. You've lost all credibility. English muffin is tremendous. English muffin is so much better than a bagel. I mean, come on. Get out of here with the bagel lovers. 16 past 12 on CCO. Major in 15, the takeout podcast tonight on the station at 9 what is our theme today, David Harrigan? Assume you recognize the tune, of course. Mm-hmm. Taylor Hawkins would have been 51 years mm. old today. Bummed out when uh, Jimmy Erickson told me that this morning. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we're playing all Taylor Hawkins' best jams with the, uh, well, mostly Foo Fighters. Yep. Grohl's commercial last Sunday in the Super Bowl was very good. Didn't yes. You think? I thought that was very solid. Yeah, very good. Um, all right. We're going to have eight minutes. I want to talk about the pets part and maybe get to credit cards. And what what a scam the the rates they charge us. And how, like Biden's going after now, uh, fees for, you know, hotels and different things. How is this not such a wheelhouse, Amy Klobuchar-esque? And how, due to public pressure, we haven't lowered... The average rate of around 20%. <laughs> it's it's craziness. Absolute 
craziness. It's grotesque. But inflation with – I got it. Inflation has hit everyone. Do we have a lot of sympathy when it hits Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos? No. Do we have as much inflation when it hits other people at various other high levels? No, but it still does, and we know what it's done to so much of the country. We know what it's done to just grocery shopping, clothes shopping. But this is now with the pets, and come on with your pets. Make an exception. Cost of pet food up 15%. Pets and pet products are up 12%. Owners are making changes. Pet toy purchases are down 16%. Sales of pet housing are down 21%. In this story from the Wall Street Journal gives example after example of people we're saying, I just can't afford to buy the same type of food for my dogs. And individuals even acknowledging, I know this is going to affect the quality of my pet. I hope this is uh, the second to last straw. You know, kids first, your third, the pet second. Mm. I have such a soft spot. And again, unfortunately for me, I keep getting more allergic seemingly by the day. I grew up with pets. Now, Kathleen, uh, my ex-wife, we used to live like half mile apart. And she has a dog. So I say we have a dog because Charlie was at my place when we lived in the same neighborhood. 30, 40 percent of the time. And I, I love Charlie. He, he, I put pictures on Twitter. I mean, Charlie's like my dog. We have a, we have a great vibe. Unfortunately, because we talked about getting a dog a couple of years ago on the allergy test, it's one, two, three, four. I'm a four plus. Hmm. So they even said the non-allergenic. Good luck to you. You know, and I was bummed because I would I would love. I grew up with dogs. Uh, even when Kathleen and I first got married, I, I wilted and we had cats for a few years. But I have such a soft spot. Like, by the way, I don't know, 700 million others on the planet. It's not like, whoa, I'm the only person who has a soft spot for your pets. I imagine this is borderline excruciatingly difficult for individuals who have a pet and are facing the reality of our extremely divided economy. Because we've added jobs, we've got good unemployment numbers, the inflation is slowly coming down. But there's also a factor in all those because how many people have just checked out of the workforce? Men in the workforce, Sully told us this last week. A few years ago it was 80%, now it's 68%. I probably talk to someone two out of every three days in some way where it is conveyed in the conversation, we can't get people to work here. So I get it that there are very legitimate financial challenges 
which are affecting tens and tens of millions of people in this country every day. But, man, I hope the dog costs. And I got to believe I'm right here. Don't you think people are going to the wall on their pets? And if you're not willing to go to the wall on your pets, do you have a heart? I'm sorry. Here's the pecking order. Pay your children. Feed the pets. Mm -hmm. Feed yourself. Pay your bills. That is my inflation pecking order. Let's read it again. The Chad Hartman inflation pecking order. Mm -hmm. Feed your kids one. Number one. Feed and get treats and toys for the pets too. Sure. Now you get fed after the pets. Pay your bills. And what was the other one? I think you stopped at four. Did I stop at four? Yeah. Yeah, pay it. There we go. That's good. What do you think of the C? H-I-P-O. The Chad Hartman Inflation Pecking Order. Yeah. It's a good order. Yeah. It's a very solid <clears throat> order. Yeah. yeah. Put the debt collectors at the bottom. I like that. Um, They're later. They're much. <laughs> just get an assumed name. Go on the lamb. Why is the lamb, by the way? When you're on the run, why are you on a lamb? You're not an, on an actual lamb, though. You're on the lamb. You're on an L-A-M, not an L-A-M-B. Isn't that right? I, I think you're literally on a lamb. That's what you do. <laughs> I'd, r- I'd rather not be Not a, a sheep, <clears throat> a lamb. <laughs> when you're, when you're, why do we, speaking of that, our 58-year-old guy, have we found that guy yet? The guy who didn't show up for the murder trial? I think we're working on it. Is he still in town with two weapons? <laughs> A pistol and an AR-15. I I, I haven't missed that, right? Haven't missed that we I captured him. Not I paid seen fairly that we close attention. <sighs> I mean, the guy was going to show up for secondary murder trial. Went on the lamb, mm-hmm. headed from downtown. We think, we think, and we've just moved on. That's news cycle, Chad. I, news cycle. Okay. The, you, the food that we buy our dog that we've bought ever since he was what's your dog's name? A Dylan. Dylan? He's an Australian Shepherd lab mix, about Ooh. 11 and a half, 12 years Ooh, old. Oh, that's a good there. looking dog. He's incredible. Yep. He's the best dog ever. He's an old yeah. man now. Um, that's about Charlie's age. Dude. We got him when he was about two oh. in 2011 and just went with the food that he was getting from his, you know, the foster family. Said, oh, we'll just keep him on the same food. You know, don't want to change. This it. is good food, right? Yep, it's good okay. food. Good yep. quality. Yep. For, uh up until about a year ago, it was roughly 45 to 50 bucks a bag for 30 pounds. Not cheap stuff. No. Not, not the super expensive, right. but not cheap. Yep. $70 now. The last six months to a year, all of a sudden. It wasn't incremental. I bought it one month for just, like $48. Boom, right up there. Boom. sixty-eight ninety-nine. I think, is what it was. Are you? Oh, I wish it was just 15%. Okay, so increase. what are you doing? Have you stayed true to this? We've stayed true to the food. Bravo. We, have it. we don't want to change it, you know, for, like I said, he's an old man now. But, oof, yeah, I mean... If, we talk about, you know, when the numbers come out every month or two, you know, roughly two-thirds of the country living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I could see where a lot of people are making cuts or saying, I cannot afford the food I was giving. given. I'm sorry, Fido. We got to cut you back. No. No, 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 no. You, Fido, by the way, come on. I'm not cutting back on Fido. No way. It's your dog. It's your cat. Maybe the cat's baby. 
Oh, the cats it for sure. It is your dog. I mean, no one, when Lindsay comes to her senses and kicks you to the curb, you know who's going to be there? Dylan. My guy? Dylan will be there no matter what. When you're wandering the streets, <laughs> and Lindsay's met some hot young 25-year-old who's very successful, and the kids fall in love with this guy instantly. Could be happening right now. Could be happening now. We don't know. You know where Dylan's going to be? Right with you. He's going to hang with me. He's not going to hang with her and the kids. He will too. But he. But he. He. Will. <laughs> We're going to share custody. Yeah, you'll share custody. A lot of people have shared animal custody. I'm going to fight. Oh, but after you, after you, after you, you guess what Dylan's going to say? I'll go with uh, Lindsay here, and uh, what's a young hot guy's name in their twenties? <laughs> it's not Alan. We know that. <laughs> if, if, if he's going to say. Guess what? Lindsay and uh, Pablo uh, are giving me great food. You know what you did, Dave? You cut my food. No, I didn't cut his food. Sounds Cheapest like, man in America has not cut his food. Sounds like you were headed that way. Eh, nearing. Better not. <laughs> Better not. Major Garrett would not cut his uh, his pet's food. Never. Ever. But would he wear a cowboy hat? That will be part of the conversation with Major when he joins us. This man's award-winning podcast, The Takeout, 9 o'clock tonight. 9 o'clock tonight on WCCO Radio. A lighthearted first segment, more serious news second segment. You, thankfully, sent me a picture of you early to mid-80s. I posted it today. Oh, come on. Yes, I did. I posted it today. Uh, Dave Harrigan, before I look at uh, some of the responses, Dave, what was your? Th- uh, give me your thoughts when I first showed you Major's picture from the other day. 100% class. Oh, what a suck-up. <laughs> what an absolute. <laughs> oh, He's not wrong, <clears throat> by the way. Mm, I don't know about the one. Uh, among the techs, who is this? The one gym teacher we all had in middle school. <laughs> Not sure how to read that. Stephen Wright, after his first tab of ecstasy. <laughs> that was good. That's good. D.B. Cooper. Kevin Bacon's identical twin sister. <laughs> Not bad. Caveman lawyer. Mike Brady. Number of David Letterman's. The creepy math teacher. All of those were suggested. This photo of young, dashing, handsome Major Garrett is available to you right now at Chad Hartman Show for free. I mean, I should be charging you for this. I should be this. Come on. You're getting this content for free. At and, and the jokes that come with it. Yes, you know? yes. I, I should be paying the audience for those jokes at Chad Hartman Show. So we appreciate the picture. I um, I became aware, not from you, by the way. I would have thought you would have shared, but I became aware because I pay attention. I like to pay attention to excellence. I like to pay attention to uh, businesses and institutions and individuals at the peak. And when I know as a member of the the broad media community, I realize that the that Walter Cronkite is still the epitome of journalism. 
And so if there is a school named after Walter Cronkite with journalism, it clearly is the finest journalism school on the planet. You spoke at that school as opposed to that dog and pony Missouri situation. (laughs) How much more enlightened do you feel and how much regret do you have for attending Missouri at this point? Okay, so let's reframe this conversation properly. Not sure why. First, first, the reason I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University. Oh, I didn't realize it was the issue. Okay. Uh, was to participate in a focus group for a topic that is near and dear to my heart, uh, reflecting my book, The Big Truth. So. Frank Luntz, who does a lot of focus groups, uh, quite famous nationally for doing that work, conducted a focus group, led the focus group. We had 17 focus group participants, all of them who are certain President Trump won the 2020 election or are very likely to believe he won the 2020 election. Therefore, the election was stolen from him. These are fairly described. They would describe themselves as election deniers. And I wanted to hear from them. Why? For so long, it's now more than two years, they still believe this. The audience around the focus group, and this is a highly unusual circumstance, usually a focus group is private. There's not a listening audience that can question themselves. We brought in an audience of students from ASU who were able to ask questions of the election deniers, as well as me, my co-author David Becker, and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, The other Bill Gates, not the Bill Gates everyone knows about, but the Bill Gates who's on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and is chiefly in charge of elections in that most populous county in this state, which is kind of the epicenter of election denialism. Right, absolutely. And this focus group went on for two hours, live streamed at the moment. It's going to be rebroadcast in an hour-long format this Monday on CBS News Streaming. And I went there. Because, Chad, I have decided that part of what has to happen in our country is we need to have a conversation. And I told these election deniers, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to tell you something that you don't want to hear or badger you or hound you into changing your mind. I just want to hear why you believe what you believe. And we spent two hours going round and round on this. It was by turns. Interesting, enlightening, exhausting, and depressing. But it was a process that everyone, I think, benefited from. That's why I was there. But to your underlying question, the University of Missouri is still the first and best school of journalism in the world, period. End of story. Yeah, uh, your phone broke up the last five seconds there. Everything else was fantastic. We, we lost you there. I think this is a great idea, okay? You immersed yourself, literally, you and David Becker, in thousands of hours to put your book together mm-hmm. and to ask these questions, to point out how we should be applauding this election, how we should be giving mm-hmm. so many people credit. So when you heard directly, and this is not the first time, but when you heard again directly from election deniers mm-hmm. who do not have court-backed factual evidence they have anecdotal Mm -hmm. it is driven by the desire that president trump won it is driven by other networks but the 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 basis of reality is not there what stood out most when you heard from these individuals the sense of alienation and mistrust that 
is partly related to how we cast and count ballots, but it goes to a lot of other things. Deep dissatisfaction with the way the COVID pandemic was handled. They thought rights were trampled. They were angry about that, and this is related to that. The sense that they're powerless in politics and that money runs everything. Some of it was specific. One person said, I don't believe in elections because George Soros owns all the machines. Not true, not even close to being true, but that's a perception. It's a bitterness that they had. Also, oh, there's ballot harvesting and there are mules and people are shoving ballots in left and right, and that's changing elections. A lot of different reasons, a lot of different sentiments about why why do we have to wait so long for election results? Don't you all remember we used to vote on the same day and we got elections that results that night? Some of it was a suspicion of technology, vote counting by machine as opposed to by hand. Just lots of things that they're uncomfortable with. And that uncomfortableness has hardened into not just skepticism, but flat out denialism. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, after the two hours, one thing I thought was helpful, and I want to give the Greater Phoenix leadership, that's sort of their supercharged Chamber of Commerce in Phoenix credit for this. They bought 125 copies of our book. Everyone wanted a copy. We had three copies left. Fabulous. And every denier wanted a copy of the book wanted me and David to sign it, and several of them wanted pictures with us. Now, I don't know if that's going to get us 17-0 ratings on Amazon or what, but we at least exchanged ideas. We listened to each other. We were civil. We We did not find common ground. I'm not trying to suggest that we did, but at least we had a conversation where everyone felt that they were listened to, respected, and we tried to at least, if not change minds, lower the temperature a couple of degrees. Bravo to that. We need more of that. Let's pause briefly with Major, come back among our topics, how the president how the administration has handled the objects in the sky which were shot down, what Major thought of what the president had to say, and where this story is going from here. The fabulous Major Garrett joins us every Friday. Do not forget The Takeout, his podcast, on tonight at 9 o'clock. Let's talk about your home. Let's talk about your furnace. Let's include your air conditioner, by the way. You have any idea how, how old either one are? 95% of you don't. Some of you might have a vague idea, but a lot of you also don't know how efficient either the furnace or the air conditioner are truly working right now. But you know this, energy prices are way too high. I'm lucky to work with KNS Heating and Air on air and also at my home. And they have a fabulous deal right now. They're going fast, okay? They started with 200 matched Lennox systems, but they're basically selling every day. Here's what you can do. You can get a Lennox high-efficiency furnace for under $3,000 if you reach out to ksheating.com. How do you do this? You purchase a quality top-notch air conditioner, and then that Lennox furnace pre-pandemic pricing, $2,995. And qualified buyers, 0% financing for 18 months track them down call them 952-697-4328 a reminder major's book the big truth upholding democracy in the age of the big lie still available it's a fabulous book i encourage you uh to read it and get very informed off a great deal of work the president just just chat if i could real quickly this was a very bad week for the grifters and the liars about election 2020, a very bad week. There's a Dominion filing from Fox. Yeah, let's talk about that. that. All, 
all, uh, all uh, there's just a bad week. I, the, the grifters and the, the liars are getting their comeuppance this week, especially. So, as a traditional journalist, you worked at Fox for how long? Eight years. Eight years. Okay, did great. Two thousand two to two thousand ten. Did great work. You also realize, probably more than a lot of people, there is a clear separation between the news division and the hosts. But this is this enormous one point. What is this six billion dollar lawsuit? Dominion yep. against Fox. A lot of revelations. What stood out the most to you about? Hey, I'm on TV. I say this, but behind the scenes. From what I'm talking about in texts and emails, when I'm really telling the truth, the disconnect be those between those two communication forms. Yeah, that there was tremendous skepticism, well-placed skepticism, if not dismissal, of the most outrageous accusations against the 2020 election made by regular guests on Fox, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani among them. Yet they were there, and the filings indicate that one of the reasons they were there and that Fox was continuing to give them airtime was because it was competing against Newsmax and other entities that were also pushing the false, and I want to emphasize the word false, accusations about the 2020 election. So there is a body of evidence now that suggests that those who were giving this space and airtime knew, senior executives knew, had deep doubts, but allowed that space on Fox to be occupied by people they had serious doubts about, which goes to intent, which goes to malice, which goes to potential yeah. defamation. Right. People in the judicial system on the civil side will decide whether it is or isn't. But this is confirmation that there was this massive disconnect. And when I say I feel sorry, and I write about this in my book, for those people who have been grifted and lied to and manipulated, this is what I mean. This is exactly what I mean. People who thought they were getting this truth from either their news sources or the president of the United States weren't. They were abused, manipulated, and disregarded by lots of people they trusted. And that's a tragedy. Joe Biden appeared yesterday, Yep. spoke for, what would you say, maybe 10 minutes or so? Yep. I anchored our special report coverage of the president's remarks, by the way. He, normally those happen 1250 you know, during the show. I mean, we're a little disappointed. Right. I've, 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 I've sent a number of emails to the White House. Can you please stop making news Fridays to 1230 to, to 1257? He, uh, I guess the headline was, we still don't know the origin. Uh, I okay these. Uh, they are unrelated to the Chinese spy agency. And most likely they're from uh, private businesses, research, scientific-related uh, we're trying to get a handle on how many mm-hmm. objects, balloons are in the sky. Right. We're still willing to work with uh, President Xi. Mm-hmm. But there still were a lot, Major, of questions yeah. unanswered. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts where we're at this far after the, the, the initial balloon that was shot down and now the three other unidentifiable objects since we don't know the origin and no one has stepped forward to uh, stake claim? No, no one's exactly. There's so many questions. And look, I do think the administration might have a story to tell about when it detected the Chinese surveillance balloon, why it allowed it to, to pass over the continental United States. I think there are probably some ways you could explain that, but they haven't. So I'm not going to speak for them. 
one way you might be able to explain it is, look, we tracked it. We knew it was a surveillance balloon. We monitored it with U-2 planes from above. We shut down all communication over places it was transiting, and we wanted to spend three days embarrassing the Chinese, having them to take responsibility for something that shouldn't have been in our airspace, and they would have said, and we knew all along we could have shot down at any time, but we didn't because we wanted to maximize the diplomatic pressure and the sense of embarrassment that China would feel by this. That's a story to tell. Administration hasn't told it. I don't know if it's true or not. That is a story to tell. They haven't told it, so maybe it's not true. But I thought that's why they let the thing drift for three days, because it put pressure on China and exposed other surveillance balloons of China's to amplify global awareness and therefore condemnation of it and make China explain. But if the administration isn't going to say that, well, I don't know why. That's one thing that could have been said. The other three, wait a minute, if it's a Chinese surveillance balloon and we know that and we don't shoot that down until it's over South Carolina, why do we shoot things out over Lake Huron or Canada? Exactly. Why? What is the difference? And if they're benign, why are we shooting them out of the sky? And shouldn't we know that? And shouldn't we know that? And look, I do believe that it is possible, if not probable, that because we spend most of our time looking for really dangerous things, intercontinental ballistic missiles, supersonic jets that have lots of payload and can do really harm to America in like a flash of an eye, we keep our radar very sensitized to that. Maybe not so much surveillance balloons or balloons of this kind. And maybe we should adjust our sensitivities, and maybe we will now. Okay, but that needs a little bit more explanation also. I understand why we are looking out for intercontinental ballistic missiles and superfast jets with huge military payloads. I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But now if it's about balloons, why suddenly about balloons and why this seemingly different treatment of one versus the other? I don't think there's a huge danger. I don't think there was a danger from the Chinese spy balloon at all. And lots of things I've read about it suggest that there wasn't. And it didn't have nukes on it. It didn't have bioweapons and all that other nonsense. But we seem to have a kind of gap in people are aware of it, but the administration, the president... And we were told yesterday, extensive remarks. Well, I don't think what happened no, yesterday absolutely not. falls into the category of extensive explanation. No, I, I got to jump in one last thing. You yep. have 30 seconds uh, hard out. Um, will mm-hmm. you be wearing a cowboy hat at any point this weekend? No, never. Cowboy hats are for people who can pull them off. And for those of us, myself included, who cannot stay far far away from cowboy hats. There's no pretending if you're wearing a cowboy hat, correct? Nope. Nope. None at all. And the pretenders reveal themselves instantly. <laughs> that is so good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I will now be sending him a cowboy hat this weekend. I, I, I have to. We have to get that done. Sending Major a cowboy hat. Biggest one you can find. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a given. Linus Construction Time Check is time to end this hour. It's also time to invest in LeafGuard gutters before the spring rains. CBS, Rusty, and buckle up. It's Feisty Friday with Shaletta next hour.